Hey there, I'm Justin, the founder of CUDA, and you're listening to One Million Steps. Startups are hard. The journey we're on is full of twists and turns, successes and failures. But even if we don't know exactly where we're going, one thing we can always do is to take the next step forwards. To help you on the way, I'm sharing Q&As with amazing entrepreneurs who've overcome many of the challenges of building successful enterprises. Each week, I'll share their best Q&As to help you run your startup better. And the exciting thing is, all the questions come from you, the CUDA community. In this week's episode, Anna Booty Gortum and Peter Simeonov ask Esprit Devora about the lessons she's learned as a startup founder. First up, Vineet Sinha asks how indie makers can jump into marketing without losing their soul. First of all, thank you for the compliment. I really appreciate it. And it's great to see your face and your name pop up on my screen. Um, your question, what platforms would you say reward people to remain authentic while staying in the tech world? You shared as someone who doesn't have uh, a strength in marketing, it's hard to build skills to put ourselves out there. One top, uh, one of the, it feels like the culture of Twitter is changing and LinkedIn doesn't seem to reward authenticity. What would I recommend? Okay, I want to, I want to answer this in kind of like a leveled out approach. So when you think about marketing, what is marketing? Marketing is the more people that identify with what you're putting out there. I think some people are very skilled at marketing because they're master manipulators. And that is one style of marketing. And it is not a style that I resonate with, as you know very well, though it is a style of quote unquote marketing. I think another style of marketing is um, really continually sharing your story and, and engaging in conversation, which I find is the easiest way. It's funny that I'm doing this audio right now, but I find it's really easy to do that um, via text, especially on Twitter and even LinkedIn. Engaging in conversation as often as possible, which does take a lot of time. So you want to ask yourself, do you want to invest your time that way? And I think like, it's interesting when you say platforms don't reward authenticity. I understand what you mean and sometimes feel the same way. However, if you if you assess overall someone who has a lot of followers and then doesn't have the right audience, so they can't they don't really have a product market fit. They can't really sell something because the audience that they attained don't really care about them or to buy from them. Versus with someone with maybe a, a significantly smaller following, but the audience has such an emotional tie to the creator. And when that creator sells something, they completely want to be a part of it and buy into it. And maybe even that creator is selling the thing at a higher price point than the other person with the millions of followers. So I think marketing is just kind of this tricky thing. I think it's important for us not to get lost in um, in algorithms and cultures and it's just, there's all this, there's all this hype and there's all this kind of like anxiety and social expectations. But if we take a moment to breathe and disconnect from all of it, does it really matter? Um, I'm going to share something really personal. And this all, this all relates back to your question. I had a family member recently get, get um, very uh, ill it was an extremely difficult chapter. And I had 
close friends show up for me in ways that aren't aren't enjoyable for them to show up, but they were there really quickly. And it really reminded me that, you know, even though there's this kind of digital world now with zillions of people that we can't even possibly be expected to keep up with, it's only, you know, a handful of people that are, you know, when something goes wrong in my personal life, they're there in an instant and they don't care my status or, you know, how much I have or what I have or anything like that. They just love me for me as a human. So that combined with taking time to truly breathe. And I mean that breathe. Like I listened to this thing on Spotify called breathe and I just, I call it intentional breathing. So a lot of times people say they meditate and I used to meditate. I have headspace and all that kind of stuff. But I think I feel more comfortable just with intentional breathing because what I find is when I do intentional breathing, then I'm just really focused and my focus is on really being grounded and my grounding is really related to what really matters. And then, and then I just realize that this whole loud, buzzy digital world it just exists in the ether, but does it really truly matter and show up for us in our true lives? And when you have that kind of awareness, and it's hard, especially in this day and age where it's like we're always trying to keep up the digital Joneses. But when we really reflect on what really matters, then that authentic conversation that we're having via text, whether it be on Twitter or LinkedIn, as you said, and someone really resonates with that, that's what's important. And if at the end of the day, it's 100 people, it's 300 people, it's 20 people, it's 2,000 people, and you could build those relationships, it's very attainable to build that. Like, look, there's 365 days in a year. If you build one quality relationship a day, it's highly likely you'll have at least 365 potential customers And if you have something that is really authentic to their needs that truly serves them in a meaningful way, whether it be a product or a service or whatever it is that that your business offers, that's all that like really Matt, you could build a joy, sustainable life for yourself with a, with what would seem from a service level as a very insignificant following, but your following has so much abundance to it. But it is quite significant because you're living a magnificent life. Um, a lot of times in these interviews with really um, affluent people, I hear like that they have all the money in the world, but they don't have the relationships or they have all the money in the world, but they haven't traveled. Um, you know, there's just this word, word success. And I think, you know, on a surface level, we think success means status and money. But what if success meant how joyous we feel on the inside each day? And what if we monitor our days and moderate our days by how joyous we feel and how calm we feel and how connected we feel? Then all of a sudden, everything would change. So when you're saying um, the platforms uh, don't reward people, I would suggest doing your best to just stay in your own lane, stay focused on truly developing those authentic relationships 
and letting go of the perceived value of the algorithm and what the platforms choose to, to levitate. I, um, I understand it is frustrating. I feel the same frustration. And also I do my best to remind myself that it, it really isn't what matters in my life. Really. It just isn't. And, and, and what helps with that is breathing. Um, intentional breathing. So I hope that helps. Let me know. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I always appreciate your uh, your thoughtfulness. All right. Bye. Hi, Esprit. Uh, love you and your mission of scaling sincerity. That's amazing. Now, with the top 1% podcast and 700 plus interviews that you've done so far, one thing I'd love to know is, what do you think are the most exciting, if onlys, for creators and entrepreneurs today? And by if onlys, I mean something that, if it happened, would help the most creators accomplish their mission. Thank you so much for your celebratory comment and um, reminding me of a great term, scaling sincerity. That is just something that is very important to me. Sincerity, kindness, all the things. Um, So I know this is going to be a crazy answer, so I'm going to give you two different answers. My first answer is actually uh, if only if only creators, entrepreneurs would take time to breathe. I think we're told to go fast a lot. We're very, very much encouraged as a culture to go very fast. And I've been um, doing my best to retrain myself to go slow. And I've been finding that my mental abundance, physical health, and just overall um, efficiency and productivity is more steady the slower than I am rather than the faster I am. Um, It's a very confusing thing when I've been so ingrained to go fast. I think there's a difference between going fast and making um, sharp decisions. I think one of the most important things that we could do as um, entrepreneurs is the ability to make decisions and make decisions quickly. So making decisions quickly, or at least being decisive, being decisive versus, uh, operating a little bit more diligently at a slower pace um, steadily over time, I think can bring our greatest results versus being very, um, you know, sleep sacrificing, uh, doing the most possible. I'll give you an example. So Colin and Samira, and I've talked about this in, in other answers I've given, um, they talk about really falling in love with your production process because if you can't maintain your production process, then you can't expect to uh, create content over a long period of time because it's inevitable that you'll burn out and probably grow weary of the content that you've been creating or building the company that you've been creating. So having that regimen in place to be able to move at a slower pace, but have that longevity is such a superpower. So I think that if only we took time to breathe and we went slower, we would actually accomplish our mission at a quicker, uh, more effective rate. Hope that helps and that you're enjoying the weekend. Bye. Hey, Esprit, thank you for taking the time to answer questions here. I know some founders with a startup addiction that has become such an obsession that they have sacrificed relationships. They also ignore the joys of daily life and prefer to hustle, hustle, hustle. As a founder of over 20 years, my opinion is that they are pushing it too far. To me, success is about much more than just making money. What advice would you give to such startup addicted founders? Hey, Peter, thanks for the question. Nice to see your name pop up. 
Yes, I agree that people, um, as a culture, we people, me, uh, push ourselves to hustle, 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 um, really not having concrete clarity on what true success is because we get so caught up. However, I don't think there's a way around it. I think we have to experience the pain and see that it's a roadblock in order to make new choices. I wouldn't, if I had to do it all again, I, I don't think I would change the sleepless nights and, and crying in my office and burnt out beyond belief, sleeping in my car some nights because I couldn't make it home because I was so tired. Um, I don't think I would change any of that because it's all part of my journey and part of the story. But then that's the beauty of longevity. As we get to learn, we then tweak our lives so that our lives do become more fulfilling on the day-to-day, or at least some of us do. And I mean, we all have different paths, right? So it's just about honoring who who we are as individuals and then cultivating a life for our own um, individual existence. Um, For example, some people like me are morning people. Other people are night people. Some people want to work out in the morning. Some people work out at the lunch hour. Some people work out at night. Some people don't work out at all. Like everybody has their own thing, you know? And we're fed that there's one way to be, but that's quote unquote the right way, the 5.30 a.m. productivity, cold shower, blah, blah, blah. And truly, there isn't one right way to be. There's discovering our own selves and then curating a lifestyle around what we discover for ourselves. And I think part of that discovery journey is showing up in the way that we think is best, kind of like a life buffet, and then pivoting away from what's not working. And so, yeah, if I had to do it all over again, I would do the exact same thing with the hustle, 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 burnout, learn the lessons, and then get to where I'm transforming into today. Um, But yeah, what advice would I give such startup addicted founders? I would share... um, to truly ask themselves, do they feel joyous on the inside, like in their body? Like, does their neck hurt? Can they think clearly? Do their eyes feel heavy? How's their sleep? Can they walk up a flight of stairs? How is their mood? To truly do a self-assessment And if they feel vibrant, then great. But if they don't feel vibrant, kind of take that as a indicator that maybe something needs to be tweaked a bit Um, or else the universe is going to stop you if you don't stop yourself kind of thing. You know, at least that's what I believe. Hope that helps. Thanks for listening to this episode of One Million Steps. If you'd like to get our weekly newsletter or participate in our regular AMAs, head over to askcuda.com.